now tuned into the Rap Lab podcast. Yeah, the Rap Lab, uh, the Rap Lab, yeah, the Rap Lab, Rap Lab, Rap Lab, the Rap Lab, yeah, the Rap Lab, the Rap Lab. Let's go, the Rap Lab, the Rap Lab, the Rap Lab. Come see what we cooking up at the Rap Lab. The rap lab, bar for bar, we hooking up with TOQG, Rev Barber MC, ALFRE to the D on that MIC, A to Z, we be the flyers. Hip hop sound broke down to a science. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. All new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast is your main man, the candy man, the ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? It's the one and only, the only one, the Red Barber MC. All caps, no spaces, baby. It's the one and only true G. Just call me the QG, a.k.a. the good doctor. If you need your hip-hop fix, come on down. And ladies and gentlemen, judging by his absence, our news correspondent, Bucky Majors, is on vacation this week so it's just us uh today's topic is from an email suggestion uh shout outs to aaron from tampa florida for writing in at raplabpod at gmail.com he gave us this idea and his idea was the winner um originals versus the remix that's what we're talking about today we're going to discuss some of our favorite songs that had a remix and then we're also going to talk about if the original was better or the remix was better or was a remix even necessary um so first off uh rev you want to talk about the significance of remixes or what a remix is for the people that may not know well remix is a dope collaboration between artists that don't necessarily have to be in the same group or they do but they um actually enhance the original song and in a case as DJ Khaled, who does many remixes, gets a whole abundance of MCs to uh, grace their presence on some songs. But um, all in all, a remix is just made really to enhance the original song and maybe be a B-side on a single as well. Um, back in the day, Puffy had the remix on lock. And um, he would take, um, as he said, um, songs from the 80s. And can't forget uh, Pete Rock as well, who definitely had the remix in on Smash too. Um, it's more co- sometimes kind of like a friendly uh, competition too, where um, MCs or producers try to outdo each other. So, yeah, man, much love to the remix game. And uh, contrary to popular belief, Diddy did not invent the remix. <laughs> uh, QG, who invented the remix? Can you give us some uh, background historically? It's reported from the mid-1970s during the disco era because hip-hop wasn't hip-hop then. It was the disco. And that accolade goes to Tom Moulton. He was a DJ. And he wasn't considered a DJ, but he was because he played in these parties. So back in the 1970s, he would invent these loops and edits to songs. And it would be a remix of the original. And he also made mixtapes. And popular at the Fire Island Dance Club. Going all the way back to the 60s. So, as Rev pointed out earlier with Puff, also Jermaine Dupree gets a nod for his remixes. And also DJ Premier. But that accolade goes to Tom Moulton. Shout out to him for being the on-record first to invent the remix. 
All right, now that we've got the history out of the way, well, Rev, give us one song that had a remix. And did you think the remix was better? Was the remix necessary? What's going on? So we head into the South for this. And uh, shout out to my wife who's um, listening to our show, listens to every single um, show we drop. So we're doing the What's Your Fantasy remix with Ludacris, Trina, Shauna, and Foxy. And the original was dope, too. I mean, he already had a hit with it. It got him nationwide notoriety. So having a strong single like that for his album that was on Def Jam, and it actually was his first uh, mainstream um, solo act. So this was important to Ludacris to have um, something for the clubs, too. And he flipped it and then made a little something for the ladies, too, even though the original definitely ladies uh, showed a lot of love to it. But um, Trina killed that, man. Oof, boy. She definitely brought in her audience, like, nationwide because of the song itself because it was so big but um she just came off lyrically on that um she actually had my favorite verse on it um foxy brown already an established mc um delivered on this too and it's funny because she had mentioned her quick fling with dmx when she said fox call me rough sex pistol whip a bitch get right on the x get it right on x fuck them check right to the next yeah man so she um definitely made reference to that and um, she's she's an artist, too. I give her some flack, but she's very fortunate to have that presence because just her voice will keep keep you tuned in. Shauna showed that she's not only here for the choruses. Her rhyme flow, which she switched up a couple times, showed her depth. Her delivery made you take her serious as an MC who could stand next to these two. And she came, like, relatively almost out of nowhere, even though she was with a group called Infamous Syndicate. But uh, Ludacris took her under a wing from Chicago, being that he's originally from there, too, and not only put her on the chorus, but put her um, on the remix, too, with a solid verse. So this is um, definitely a dope remix for the club. Shout out to the ladies for this. Shout out to Ludacris as well. All right, shout out to Luda and um, shout out to Jess, because I know Luda is one of her favorite rappers, if not her, her favorite rapper. So uh, shout outs to her. Uh, Mr. QG. Yes, your first pick. Well, we're going to stay down south and we're going to stay with Ludacris. We're going to go with the Welcome to Atlanta song. And I want to shout out Bertha May because she lives in Georgia. And May 14, 2002, it was Jermaine Dupri and Ludacris on the original. And what I love about the video is you had a cameo of all these different people. You had Evander Holyfield. You had CeeLo Green, you had T.I., you had T.I.'s wife, Tiny. You even had Creflo Dollar in there. You had Usher, DeBrat. You also had the great Dominique Wilkins. Bow Wow was in there, Little John. If you're from Atlanta, you were in the video. The remix to it, they took a trip. Not only did they go to Atlanta, they also went to St. Louis. They also came to New York. And they also went to Long Beach, California. And representing St. Louis was Murphy Lee from the St. Lunatics. And representing New York was Puff Daddy. And representing California was Snoop Dogg. I like the remix a lot more because it gave the people a view of the other regions. And we needed to come together at that time. And I disagree with T.O. We had a conversation off air where he said he would have taken Puffy off for New York and put Fab. Yes, I like Fab. But I love what Puffy said at the end. He said... We're going to build four more towers. You know, dealing with what happened with 9-11, we needed that. We needed that outcry. We needed that motivation. And love Puff or hate Puff, we needed that representation for New York because we, we all are from New York. And 
you know, with St. Louis, it was good to see Murphy Lee get a shot, get his chance to get out there and put on for his town. And of course, with Long Beach, with California, it was great seeing Snoop Dogg in there, who already had a friendship with Jermaine Dupree. So, and what I loved about the remix more, there was a tribute to Lisa Left Eye Lopez, you know, who um, who passed away around that time. So it was good to see that. Both versions of Fire, Ludacris destroyed the original, just completely bodied it, as he was doing at that time when he was on his run. So I like the remix because we got to see other regions and everybody showed love to one another. So it was really cool to see that. In 2007, Impact Wrestling, TNA actually used a metal version of that theme for Bound for Glory. when they Holy shit. That's what's up. I had a question, but the song is called Welcome to Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So why did they have a remix with New York and California and St. Louis? Well, because, you know, with the remix, it was regional. It was a regional remix. That's actually in the in the tag. It wasn't just Welcome to Atlanta remix. There was ah, actually there's gotcha. actually another there's actually another parentheses by it where it adds in all these other locations. And it's funny because just having Atlanta St. Louis, New York, and California, they could have extended it if they wanted to. They could have gone to other locations, but it was just good to see that. All right. Well, for my first pick, we stay in down south. And uh, this is kind of funny because I'm not trying to one-up anybody on here, but this song had not one but two remixes, and all three versions was on the same album. It's a hometown game for me. Shout out to my man Juvenile with Ha, which is the only uh, rap hit to, to have pure questions and nothing but questions throughout the entire throughout the entire song the man the man had a hit single off of just asking questions which i i still find funny to this day um there was two remixes to ha there was the hot boys remix and then there was uh the more popular jay-z remix and um it's funny because when i talk to people who you know they're they're born and raised in new york and they talk to me about the remix. They never bring up the Hot Boys remix. It's always the, the Jay-Z remix. And they're like, oh, Jay-Z put Juvenile on it. Da, 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 da. But um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the hot, I like the Hot, Boy remix, hot Boys remix better. And I'll tell you why. The Hot Boys remix sticks true to the original. That's number one. So uh, Turk, Wayne, and BG are all on the, on the, uh, on the Hot Boys remix. And they're all asking they're all asking questions. Like the entire song is just questions, just like the original. Jay-Z comes and does the and does his version of the remix with Juvenile. And Juvenile's verses are all still questions, but Jay-Z just rapped a regular verse. Like, what was what's the matter, Hove? You you couldn't stick to the concept of the song, bro? It would have been interesting if Jay-Z would have if if uh if he would have stuck to the concept of asked questions and then y'all have y'all have heard the, the Jay-Z remix to that song, right? Yes. You want to know the funny story about that? He actually did that on the back of a tour bus. Mm. Really? Yeah. The song was so hot and he was on tour at the time. And if you and if you're judging it by the year, it has to be the Hard Knock Life Tour. Oh, it's gotta yeah. be the Hard Knock Life Tour around that time. You know they had their tour buses. And the song was so hot, Jay just took the record and just put his vocals on it unbeknownst to the people of cash money because they didn't even know there was a remix until they heard the remix they didn't yeah, they gonna, yeah they was gonna put that on the um clue soundtrack that he had done for it 
But um, yeah. Cash Money didn't agree to that. Right. They was like, okay, you know, Jay co-signed it, but we're not going to go that far. But I appreciated it. I said, oh, it was cool for Jay to acknowledge that. And, you know, for people to say it put Juvie on the map, Juvie been out. But it goes the same thing, Candyman, what they said about UGK getting on a song with Jay-Z. It's kind of like UG- a stamp of approval. And UGK was out for years before Jay-Z ever did Big Pimpin'. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't put them on a map, but it made them more known to um, the New York market because we are the biggest market. And I'll be honest with you, before that, like, Juvenile was just a regular average artist to me, you know, before he had all them hits, too. Like, when I first heard them and heard that song, I I thought it was just a funny song. I didn't really take it too serious till Jay jumped on the record. And, yeah, he didn't follow the concept, but um, as I mentioned, he just made it more prominent to um, out here because I would hear it on the radios and stuff like that, and I wouldn't hear the original on the radio. Um, Back in them days, they didn't play, like, songs like that on the radio. They were really focused on, like, New York artists. So um, by Jay jumping on it, it, it definitely enhanced that song and just pushed it more on the Northeast over here. I'm sure in the South it was pretty big, but, like, it won't really make no noise here till Jay got on it. And I'm a, I'm a, here's a hot take, and y'all may disagree. The the listeners may uh, want to take a spear or a rod and, and and go off on my head, but please do. Um, I think Jay the way, from that verse, because you know, I, 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 the three of us have heard a fair amount of Jay Z throughout our lives, but I didn't even like that verse. It felt like Jay Z phoned it in. Like, you could hear the you could he, hear the feedback. You could hear the feedback from the verse. It wasn't even mixed down to make it sound like it was actually part of the record, which goes along with the story. He just went in the back of the tour bus where they had a studio and just laid down a verse to it. My man really got on that record and said, "It's like bruh, bruh." We said shots through your fitted cap, like, like the what? Verse you, was like, cool. The verse was cool. It wasn't a whack verse, but gave a personality to it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't mm. fit. It didn't fit the theme, obviously, what you're saying with the questions. It would have been interesting to hear, Jay, but Jay just was like, yo, I like this record. Let me just rhyme on it. And this was and this wasn't the first time Jay-Z has done something like that. Jay-Z took Pump It Up and rhymed over it. Yeah, I feel like this verse is better than Pump It Up. He did a the little more catchy, got big guns that go brat, brat. So yeah. I've heard a lot of people uh like copying that and just saying that randomly. Yeah. Yeah, he liked the record. He appreciated the record, so he just wanted to rap over it. Gotcha, but yep, that's that's uh, as my I mean, by the way, even even my people down south really don't talk about the the Hot Boys remix like that, if at all. So I find it you think because it was a different beat, you think because the beat was different, it wasn't well, the no, original the, hot beat. The the beat was it was all right. So it's not the original, but it's it's a it's it's altered from the original. So it still sounds similar. They just added mm-hmm. a couple things to it, like they sped it up a little bit. They split it. They sped it up slightly. And right. added like a added like a bell a, like a gong sound to it, but um, it sounded like I, a box. It, it sounded like a boxing intro. Yeah, it did. But yeah, that's that's my pick. So, uh, Rev, go ahead. What else you uh? What other remixes you got? All right, I'm gonna go actually take the train to Brooklyn here, going with MOP Annie Up and the Annie Up remix. So Annie Up originally was from the Warriors album, and that was their fourth album. And the original had Funk Flex on the intro, screaming and doing what he normally does. I actually prefer the video version without him. Um, MOP, you know, doing what they do, the back and forth rhyme scheme, you know, that Brownsville paint for the portrait. It's always a hit with those guys. You you know them for that. And, you know, this song has been a major hit at stadiums, sports, TV, and 
all MOP had to do was just be themselves. So for the Annie Up remix, that actually was the single off of um, Funk Flex's Volume 4, uh, 60 Minutes of Funk. And that introduced a lot of us to Remy Martin, who now we know as Remy Ma. And it was dope that she paid tribute to Pun by saying, I wish I could bring Pun back. And then they switched to the beat of um, It's So Hard. Definitely tugged at the heartstrings, being that it was so soon after he passed. Any Up was already the biggest hit from MOP. And adding Busta Rhymes to it psh, made it even better. It got across more platforms with his presence. And, of course, um, MOP had to put their guy Teflon on, who he does at this point. But the Busta Rhymes feature, it just enhanced it by like a million his energy and everything that he brought i'm surprised he didn't do more collabs with mop but um shout out to everybody in brooklyn shout out to remy mom uh, rest in peace a big pun yeah man to add into that it was a powerful record and you know mop is just pure energy with their vocals and to have buster rhymes who is pure energy himself it was great and remy was making her rounds like she was really going around bodying and putting verses Shout out to Teflon too. Like it was, it was perfect, and it it till this day it, it still gets the party started. Once you hear that, ding, yeah, then it, just, then it just explodes after that. Like, man, what a record! Powerful. Ask John Cena. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. that's where that sample comes from. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't even know there was a remix to the to that to that song until just now. So I gotta go check that out. You didn't know there was a remix, seriously? Wow. I had no clue. Yeah, Busta Rhymes, Remy Ma. Yeah. Definitely. All right. What about you, QG? What's next on your playlist? We're gonna go to California. We're gonna, we're gonna go with Game. It's okay. One Blood, which is a Junior Reed song. Shout out to Junior Reed. Run Kings, boy. You're large. This came out in the Doctor's Advocate 2006, and believe it or not, D Rock from the Young Bloods. And Rifa from Brooklyn, they're the ones who produced this song. Strong single. And for years, I always wondered who Game was talking to with that, you 38 and you still rapping, uh. We can confirm that he was talking to Jay-Z. So, <laughs> oh, thank God, because I, I, th I thought that was Master P for a second. Oh, uh, no, no, he was talking to Jay. Him and Jay had that little thing. And he was. We can confirm now that it was Jay-Z he was talking to, which is kind of funny because... Game is, is 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 up there at age, and he's still rapping. And his new album just came out, so all that you thirty eight, you still rapping. Ugh, that 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 didn't age well. And uh, funny enough, people thought that he was actually dissing Atlanta when he said, "When you turn on the TV, all you see is the A. Better make a dance to get radio play." He was actually talking about Banks and Buck because they had albums scheduled to come out. So he just threw, you know, shots at them. But the mega mix, 11 minutes long, with 25 rappers on it. If I were, if I was given the chance to sit here and say everybody, we'd be here all day and then some. But, you know, you, you had so many people. Just to throw a bunch out, you know, Ja Rule, Clips, E-40, Dog Pound, just go on and on and on. Jim Jones, Nas, Snoop. And here's a joke for you guys. According to Game, he actually sent that record to 50 to see if 50 wanted to jump on it. <laughs> I said, Game, you got a sense of humor. You know what 50 should have did? He should have took it and just dissed him over it. It probably would have added something a little more, more humorous. Just, okay, you want me on it? Then I'm going to go at you. 
But it was good to see all these different rappers, all these different styles. On the remix, Games Verse was pretty short, but just to see all these rappers on it and just add their element and their style, I thought it was very unique and very, very, very good. You know, uh, it didn't get radio play, obviously, because it would take forever to play it, but you could go on YouTube and check it out. And overall, same beat, same hook, just had all these different rappers on it. So I thought that was pretty awesome to see everybody come together and be on that. Uh, shout out to the game who uh, currently in hip hop news for um, other reasons, which uh, we'll probably touch on next week. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go to Harlem and go up to New York. And uh, as much as I don't like this guy, um, Puffy, Puffy and Mace been around the world. And I'm going to go out on a limb and another hot take. I love the remix and hate the original. Why do you hate the original? I feel like the, the the song cohesively on the remix just flows and sounds much more better and is put together better than the original. And not for nothing, do we really need Biggie on the hook in the original? Yes. And I like yes, Carl we... Thomas on I like Carl Thomas on the hook in the remix as opposed to Biggie just going been around the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and I've been player hated, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was that was the idea. Big Biggie would do the hook. You know, you know, Puffy was supposed to be Biggie's artist. Really, that was the original plan was to have Biggie be Puff's manager at that time when he went to California to work on the No Way Out album, which was supposed to be Hell Up in Harlem. Biggie was supposed to play Puffy's role. And Puffy was doing Biggie's role. Like, Big would write the rhymes. J.D. Kiss and all these other guys would write it. Mace would write it. And that was the original intention. That's why Biggie was on the hook. But I'm happy that you're finally giving Carl Thomas some credit after destroying him on the previous episodes about singing in the rain. So that's good. I, listen, listen. I didn't destroy Carl Thomas. I just you blasted kind of I just find the kind of feminine that he wanted to go play in the rain. Like, what's wrong with that? See how many rappers were in the rain. Trick Daddy was in the rain. Was this a feminine? Make a feminine, right? The man, Trick Daddy was in the rain. If you go back and watch the summer rain too? video, hold on. If you go back and watch the summer rain video, this nigga Carl Thomas was twirling in the rain. He's an artist. Yeah, I should do that too. Yeah, I should twirl in the rain. It is RB song. Didn't Silk the Shot? I could do something in the rain too with Maya or something like that. Yeah, but he wasn't twirling. Oh come on. You talk about Listen, that record man. where they was in the was it when they were in the pool or something like that? What else? Was wasn't that? In the, I don't think that was in the rain. He might have been doing karate in the rain in that freaking Hot Boys movie or something. Yes, that happened. He did karate <laughs> in the rain, but he but he but he didn't twirl in the rain. My man <laughs> called Thomas. Uh, the way he was twirling, like he was moving with the wind. Like get uh, out of here. A lot of people. Hey, man. That. I mean, Trick Daddy was in the rain too. You don't say nothing oh, about yeah. Trick Daddy. I'm not. Listen, I'm not a fan of Trick Daddy, so don't talk to me about Trick Daddy. Hey, oh, man, that word. Oh, that word, Daddy. Right. I hate that word, Daddy. That, so that's the reason why you got something against Trick, huh? Because of the word. No, daddy. no, no. Why I don't have nothing against Trick. I don't have nothing against Trick Daddy. I'm just not a fan of his music. You hate the word, uh, Daddy. Weren't you talking about Hoochie Daddy shorts a couple weeks ago? Yeah, but it, but some time talking about the end now, so it's, it's, it's all. It's so all that means so, so that means so that means that season's over. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much dead now. Thank God. 
It'll, it'll be back next year, hopefully. Not for me. But um, but now, nah, but back to uh, been around the world. I don't know. It just the remix just sounds better. It's a faster pace, and the, and the song just sounds so much more cohesive. I like opinion. the third part. I like the third part when they were rapping together, like they were doing yeah. line for line. I thought that was cool with Mason Puff. So they always had good chemistry together on records anyway. It's more singing in the remix. I think that's why Al likes it. You know, you know how I feel about singing. It, I like the, I actually like the remix a little better, believe it or not. I mean, the original was pretty cool too, of course, but I thought the remix was pretty dope when it came out. Absolutely. I've been around. Uh, yeah. uh, I've been around the world. I mean, the original, the video was 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 better, but the song, the remix was better. So yeah, you can you can take one for one. And then well, the remix wasn't on the album. You had to get the tape or the single. Yep. But um, that video. Uh, if it wasn't for that video, Puff would have never met J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all right, Rev. What's next on your remix playlist? Alright, going to the backyard, Quiet Storm, Mob Deep and Lil' Kim. Funny thing about this song here, um, it actually was called White Lines. I first heard this on a clue tape called This Is It Part 1. It actually was for Prodigy's HNIC, and they used the same sample as Grandmaster Flash at the Furious 5. That's why they named it this. But it was reworked, and Havoc added a chorus where he was on it, and it pretty much just let the beat uh, play um, in the original with the white lines where he wasn't on um, the chorus. So the remix, which had a little Kim on it, kept the same intro, had Kim uh, giving a quick shout out to Big and Havoc jumps on it, pretty much uh, jumping on his own produced masterpiece and does his verse, which is pretty dope. Now, Kim on the chorus had all the lady hip hop heads hype. I guarantee the average female fan knows that whole verse with the vintage hot demo. Here we go again. Can't forget about that crazy ass dance too that she does. She's gotten a lot of a lot of viral notoriety off of that in the past couple years because of her performance of the song. But it's all in good fun. Um, some actually believe that the bars that she spit there weren't um for Foxy, but were for Charlie Baltimore and actually Talib Kweli, which surprises me because he uh, she was on um the People's Party and they didn't really mention anything about that. Um, Prodigy opens up. You know, actually he's last. But he's reciting, um, he opens up the verse with reciting the chorus that he'd eventually use on Rock That Shit on um, HNIC. And he kept that same momentum from the original and just knocked that shit out the park. This definitely is one of my favorite remixes. This could be played in a club too. You still hear it around Queens and people's cards. This is definitely a Queens classic. Yo, I love that remix. But that original with just P on it, man, just gets me going. I think yeah, it's because, too. I think because the original is one of the first songs that I ever studied word for word especially mm. i love the way it starts out both and there's a joke that to and i always do about the edited version on the radio with mm-hmm. the glass breaking and all that stuff when they yeah. when they take the curses out but it's just a ball full of energy with with that quiet storm and especially the way p comes in i love yeah. that second verse too man where he was like um a jungle jib behind the crib, CVRs, VCRs, ATVs, big screen TVs. Like he was just talking on yeah. the record, man. And everything you said is true. It was supposed to be his joint. And Violator, you know, because he was under Violator management, that album, Murder Music, needed a single. And that song was so hot that they just had to put that on there, man. And it and it pushed that record. But Kim had a killer verse. It's funny you mentioned the situation that people thought the bars were going at Fox because that's what Fox thought. 
Because mm-hmm. Fox came back on a CNN record. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Which, bang. We, which we talked about before. So isn't it funny, guys, how two Queens groups, and you got two Brooklyn FCs going at it. And I was like, oh, man, that's kind of ill. Queensbridge or Queensbridge crime, but not really. <laughs> then they had the shootout at Hot 97, too. Oh, God. Yeah, that was over that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, was just, it was just intense. But oh, all in all, I actually really like the original. I like White Lines, rather, like yes. without the chorus. It, it just sounded so dark and melodic. I feel like it actually, like that rough cut version, you can find it on YouTube, just type in Prodigy White Lines. It, it just, it defined like that mob deep sound. And of course, the reworked version is just, it's beautiful. You know, Havoc is is a beast. But, yeah. but the original just had that vintage basement gutter, like QB feel to it, in my opinion. I agree. P couldn't be stopped. He was oh, no. rapping, rapping, man. He mm-hmm. was going off on that record. I enjoyed that record. That, as far as Quiet Storm remix goes, I and both the original and the remix are on Murder Music, both of them. And so if you buy the album or listen to it, you can find both. I don't know. I feel like Lil' Kim's verse just added an extra oomph that the original didn't have. She was oh, on. yeah. And once again, it got the ladies jumping, you know, ladies, um, shout out to all the female hip hop heads. You know, like I said, I feel like most females know that verse. It's a dope ass verse from Lil' Kim. Very dope. Word. All right, Dr. QG. One of my personal favorites of all time. I shot ya by LL, man. Whew. Now, the original is great. You know, LL is rapping, rapping. It's just him by himself. Killer verses. This came out in 1995 for his Mr. Smith album. This was produced by the Trackmasters. Funny story. The original I Shot You, that beat was actually produced for Biggie. Mm. But Chris Lighty from Violator Management, rest in peace, Chris Lighty, he insisted that LL get his hands on it. And it worked out because for the remix, Fat Joe is also under violated management. Chris Lighty was Fat Joe's manager, so he got Joe on that record, and it helped to put Joe out to a wider audience. Even though Joe was out prior, you know, winning at the Apollo and you know for multiple multiple days, and he had he had his crew digging in the crates, he had his records, but getting a co-sign from LL meant a lot at the time. And then you know you got Keith Murray on there, who was already cool with L, so he gets on there. I find the interesting part is that Prodigy is also on this record, and Prodigy and Keith Murray are at a beef at this time. And Prodigy even dissed Keith Murray on the same record. And I sit back and I listen to it. For those of you out there that don't get it, when you listen to the album version, they edit out the line that he actually says. And he says this, some kids feel feeling guilty about the space age shit. The truth hurts, baby girl, so just face it. Let's go back a bit. That space age line has to do with what Prodigy said on the infamous album, where he had an issue with rappers who talked about getting high all in their rhymes. Keith Murray took offense to that, and he approached Prodigy on it. A fight broke out, and they squashed it, but P just threw a, a shot right then and there. You know, what I mean? he's like, I'm still going to throw this dart at you. And I find it funny because when they performed it at the Apollo Theater live, all of them are on stage together. And out of respect for LL, they just did their parts. Like nothing bad happened. So kudos to L for being the bridge. And the biggest thing was Fox. L didn't know that Fox was going to be on this record. He originally knew about Joe, Keith, and Prodigy. 
the Trackmasters who were producing for Fox at the time and managing Fox, they snuck her on the record. And when they played the song for L, he thought it was a little boy that was rapping on there. He was like, who is this? And it was like, nah, that, nah, it's a female. And he was like, oh, okay, she dope. And she was real, real, real young at the time. This is when Fox was really cutting her teeth. And she did a great job and had a killer verse. And of course, you know, L being L, Throwing a shot at Kumo D, Ice T, and MC Hammer. What that? What that? What the? You know what the? I thought I conquered the world. Crush Mo D Hammer and Ice T's girl. This actually spiraled into a Tupac situation. Tupac thought he was getting dissed because of Biggie's who shot you. So you got I shot you. So he thought that these guys were dissing him. They weren't dissing Pac. Actually, there's a rumor that LL was talking about Puff and Big with his verse. Because there was a business deal that was supposed to go down and it didn't work out. So all speculations, but I don't think LL was talking about Pac. Keith Murray confirmed it. Nobody was dissing Pac. So it's just a strong collaboration record. And it worked out for the Mr. Smith album. All right. Strong record indeed. Um, I got to keep things in New York for... Uh, actually, no. Well, this one starts in New York and bounces all over. Actually, starts in California. So, you know, on the games, the documentary album, um, you know, he has hated or love it with him and 50. And then on 50 cents, the massacre is the hated or love it G.U.D. remix with, uh, with, with, with Yayo and Banks and Buck. And, you know, you know, the, the remix makes me laugh because young Buck is the only seven figure nigga who ain't never got a royalty check yet. Mm. But. Uh, snitching on, uh, snitching on the business practices in the song, but uh, obviously we and we talked about this particular song in the archives on our Posse Cuts episode way, 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 way back in the day. But um, no, nah, I, I like the I like the remix way much better than I I like the original. Just you because do? I feel like I do, yeah. I feel like Banks and Buck give the song a, a flavor the original didn't have. Mm, I like you know, the original the, better, G. Well, why is that? Because with Fifty in Game and just the and just the story with Fifty saying what he was saying on on his verses, even though it was the same verses on the remix, which was cool, but I think it was just you know with him and Game together and just the East West coming together with different perspectives. Like I remember what Game was saying, you know, used to see Five O. I throw crack at the bench. Now I'm. Fucking with five oh, it's all starting to make sense. Like I just like how both of them were able to tell their stories together. Even though Banks and you know, Banks is Banks and Buck and Yayo, it was cool, it was a nice G unit mix. I think the original hater to love it was just fifty in game was just was just perfect. Like you didn't need you didn't need no more. I don't know. I just feel like having the whole crew on enhance the enhance the song. So you think games verse the the whole thing about I think I think I think game threw a shot too. At the start of his verse, where he was like, I inherited beef for you, G G G G for you. Cause you know, there was tension still going on at the time, even even before that. And then he was like, uh, this nigga ain't Gotti, he wanna pretend mad because Ashanti got a new boyfriend. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> well, they remix. cleared they, they they cleared the verse to go on the record. Yeah, because you know, it was a murder ink G unit problem, and you know, game said what he said, but I like how game got more personal with um the original where he was like 
Especially where he said at the end, imagine if my moms would have got that abortion. I love you, mom. It was more personal, you know, but that's, that's, that's just my take. Nah, but I, I, I fuck with the, uh, I don't know. I just fuck with the remix. Um, even though I, even though I could do without the Tony Ayo verse though. <laughs> MV me, I'm Raps MVP. I don't think it was but that I, bad. Yeah, yeah. It was no. Cool. No. Yeah. Was it, I, he's had some bad ones, but I don't think that was one of them. But but here's the thing. I like I I really like the fact that a different rapper does the hook every time. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that it was comes dope. Up. That, that was, was dope. dope. That was good. That was good. So. Word. All right, Rev. What's the last song on your remix playlist? <sighs> no doubt, no doubt. So I actually reworked my list and i did this on purpose i just want to give a shout out to all the females in hip-hop all the ladies shout out to my wife as i mentioned big supporter of our show and you know without these ladies and women in hip-hop you know there really be no hip-hop we need them you know so every verse every um song i did today had a female in it and i'm gonna top it off with you're all i need uh with method man feature and mary j blige this song was so revolutionary for Wu-Tang as a whole. I mean, predominantly Method Man, because he was the group's most sought-out member. And it helped him live up to the standard that was created by his allure, especially this being on his debut album. So it was perfect that he had Mary J. Blige on it, too. And it gave so much life to the original. Both um, songs were sampling the Marvin Gaye and uh, Tammy Terrell's You're All That I Need to Get By. Actually, um, all three, because there's three versions of it. Because uh, Puffy gave... um his version and i felt like he put a lot of life into it and that was the most popular version um with him um using the sample of uh biggie's me and my bitch which included a small line that he had dropped in there um rizzo 2 combated him with the razor sharp version and there was always like i said that competition when i mentioned in the beginning about remixes where like other producers um take certain original songs and they just try to outdo each other that's one of these instances um all three versions were released on the single and peaked at actually number three on the Billboard. And this song was actually voted number one on Complex's hip-hop love songs. And you could definitely see why. It's a good flow of, of, of a man's point and then, you know what I'm saying, like what he's going through and then Mary just kills the chorus. And this is like one of them universal songs. It could be played anywhere. At a bar, in a club, IHOP. It's a straight vibe. And shout out to Meth and Mary. They'll forever be tied in together because of this song. They won a Grammy for that, didn't they? Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot to mention that. They definitely yeah, won a Grammy yeah, for it, too. Yeah. It needed it, man, because that mm -hmm. song, just 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 having that together. Like, the original, you know, with uh, you know, with Meth, with that, with that hard. Yeah, it was track. hard. Yeah, that dirt. <laughs> that yeah. But the then when you add in, oh, yeah. man. But then when you add in that that sweet sound of, of the queen of hip-hop soul with mary that's why till this day whenever mary is doing a show she always brings out beth the bed to do that part because it's just so timeless it never gets old i remember watching a uh, an award show where mary was performing a set of her songs and she had meth come out and it was just so much energy and method man did an interview he was like man I can't keep up with this new Mary. This Mary's too much for me because she, when she performs, she just brings it the way that she brought it when she first did the record. That's what I love about it. That's why she's the queen of hip hop soul. And obviously it, it provides that balance. You, know, you have that man, you have that woman and just the way that method man is talking on it. It's comforting. Nothing make a man feel better than a woman queen with a crown that be down for whatever, forever. My lady,
or make yeah. babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you till this day, boo, no frontin'. Who can't feel that? Yeah, it's a perfect Valentine's Day song, too. Ah, yeah. <laughs> For all you lovebirds out there, use that one. Well, I, I I definitely do not enjoy the original, so the remix it is for me on that one. You don't like the original, man? Like I said, too hard. <laughs> I hear too you. Too gritty. For the, yeah, for the message it was trying to do, it was just good to have Mary and, and, and Meth on there together. It was it was perfect. All right, Doc, what's your uh your last one? This is funny to me because this came out in nineteen ninety six. I'm going home, and I'm staying home with this one. I'm going with the Lost Boys. Music makes me high, and the music makes me high remix. Now, besides the fact that this album is so damn good, you know, we're talking about legal drug money. I love the remix so much because you have the dog pound on it, and you have an unknown hungry rapper by the name of Cannabis on it. And I look at this record because here they are, got Queens, got Long Beach, you know, you got Los Angeles. And then you got, now, Cannabis been all over. Because he was down with the Fugees working his way. And, 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 you know, Wyclef, he lived in New Jersey. You know, they were all down there. So this record, at the height of the East Coast, West Coast beef, this came out in March of 1996. So you mean to tell me you got a East Coast group and a West Coast group. They're coming together. They're enjoying each other's company at a pool party. Everybody is rapping. Daz, Corrupt, Mr. Cheeks, Cannabis, Freaky Tie, having fun doing the ad libs. That right there should just silence everything. But the fact that it didn't have the main key components who were entangled in this East West so-called beef. That's why people just glossed over it. Because look at the look at the month and the year. This is March of 1996. Tupac died in September of that year. Big died in 97 of March. So you would think, okay, boom. We can get along. East Coast rappers can get along with West Coast rappers and vice versa. We're all cool. We're having fun. We're enjoying it. And it was a dope remix. And everybody killed it with their verse. Cannabis destroyed it because, you know, Cannabis with the lyrical, lyrical machine at that time, the lyrical analyst, he was just hungry, wanted to get in there and corrupt being corrupt. It was just good to see that. So funny, funny. I look at that now. and We talked about the horsemen back on this group. That's probably when they first met (laughs) Cannabis and Corrupt. So and then they ended up working together, being a super group with uh, um, Killer Priest and Roscos. But yeah, music makes me high. The remix. Never heard. Never heard the remix. I got to check that one out, too. There's a video for it and all that. It's very good. My last pick is a remix that the the original artist probably wishes never came out. Shout outs to T.O. for this one, because uh, two of his favorite people in rap history is on this uh, on this cut. But um, it's because of the remix why he probably didn't know that he was working on an album on Yo! MTV Raps. But I'm talking about the Flavor in Your Air remix from Craig Mack. And on the remix... It featured uh, LL Cool J, Busta Rhymes, Rampage, and Biggie. And uh, that was the song that uh, every the whole world found out that uh, UPS was hiring. <laughs> it's one thing to do a song with a feature, but a remix of your own song that was a hit 
and you get bodied by everybody else that shows up on the remix to your song that was a hit. Question for you. Do you think that Big and Craig were dissing each other on it? Knowing what I know after the fact and using hindsight, I think so. Because when you look at the... Yeah, yeah, because when you listen to the lyrics, yeah. Yeah, not only that, but, you know, they ask Big, yo, where's Craig? What's up with Craig? I don't fuck with that nigga. Hmm. Yeah, he said he did the remix as a favor for Puff. And there was a there's a rumor that need to be put to rest. I guess people couldn't hear it correctly because people thought Biggie dissed the roots when he said disappear like the Gooch, the invisible bully. People don't know about that. The Gooch is actually a character. And I want to say it's a character from the sitcom A Different Strokes. Because you've never really seen the Gooch. That's why he said invisible bully. Because the Gooch is a bully that 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 actually, you know, bullies kids and bullies Arnold and, you know, everybody been through that. When you go through school, there's always this person that wants to be the bully that they, they so tough. Said, disappear like the Gooch. Van Moose, you whack to me. Take them rhymes back to the factory. And then, you know, Craig Mack, there with his verse, his verse was tight, though. I like Craig Mack's verse. What up? Word up, no rap, no crap, you bore me. Wanna grab my too lazy, hold it for me. And and then LL, he got he he gets joked on because of he she and all that other crazy stuff. But that's LL, man. You know, it's it's ladies love cool James. It was good to see LL with Craig and Biggie, you know. And then look at the cameos that was in the video. You had DOS effects in there, you had Irv Gotti in there. You know, you had people making their appearances. Oh, and you know, Puff having fun dancing in the video. Buster Rhymes just went crazy on it as he always does. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a great collaboration, man. It was, it's, it's just one of those classic posse cuts that you could just play. I hate to say it, but everybody outshined Craig Mack on that song. Craig had a cool verse, man. He had a cool verse, but everybody else's verse was better than his. Uh, you could rank him. <laughs> I guess you would put Craig dead last. So who would you have as number one? Biggie's number one. Biggie's no. Ooh. Sorry, can you repeat that? Biggie's number one. Listen, you mm. listen, and, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm listen. It's people like you and Rev too. It ain't no, it, it, it ain't no people like me and Rev. No, because everybody seems show, to think everybody. You, every, you every, said you said a lot see, of things about Big, so it's kind of interesting. See, he's deflecting right now. Let him deflect. I'm not, def- I'm not <laughs> deflecting. Every, everybody seems to think. Everybody seems to think like I'm such a Biggie hater. I give credit where credit is due. He had the best verse on the song. I mean, it, it, it's just it's just great to hear that though. It's just is he, is he still it, is he is, is he still overrated? And do people give him more credit than what he should get? Yes, but he had well, the best verse well, on the song. It's it's good to hear you finally say something nice about him. So yeah, <laughs> my man, look how many look how many dope things he said on that song. I'm not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Uh, what else did he say? Uh, 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 I forget the exact words, but. You should be retiring. The UPS line. The fuck this shit? Come on. Yeah, everybody quotes the UPS line. Don't be mad. I get, UPS I get, retiring. I get more, I get more butt than ashtrays. Like at that time, who would have thought to say some shit like that? Yeah, that was big for you. Big L. No, he, he got the <laughs> he had the best verse on the song. I could admit it. And you, All right. I admit, that's good. When 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 the reels come out, reel this so the people don't think I'm a. I'm a biggie hater because I'm, I'm not a biggie hater. I just tell the truth, people. 
You're not a biggie hater. It's just it's just great and refreshing to hear you finally give him something good. I've always given him something good, but I also tell the truth. That's my oh, duty on this show is no, to tell the truth. No, no, you no, tell no. your truth. You tell your truth. It's not the truth. There's Word. a difference. Big difference. <sighs> well, y'all can't never say I, I didn't I didn't say something nice about the man, okay? That's good. That's good. I'm sh- happy you sh- did. Sh- shout out to the notorious B1, by the way. Oh no! See, that's it right there. there. He, just, he just had to throw that in there. There you go. You're the, you're the same guy who dissed the notorious B one on the same on the same episode. You dissed him. So how are you shouting him out now? Yeah, because because, 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 he's a, because 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 he's an idiot. Why would you wait 25 years later? The so, man is dead. So, it's, it's all so, out. so so don't shout him out now. You just no, called it. How do you how do you how do you shout somebody out but then insult them right after? I don't get it. <laughs> Listen, I'm the Candyman, fam. That's that's how. Yeah, uh, listen, man, that's just, what the Candyman does. He'll the Candyman treats you like Jesus. First, he'll hail you, then he'll nail you. Listen, man, <laughs> I, I'm I'm too real. But uh, our our newest segment, we got a couple of listener questions. You've got mail uh, about remixes, so I guess we we could we could read one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one come. We actually have an international email. Anibal or Anibal or however you pronounce it, A N I B A L, from Colombia, actually wrote in and says, instead of making a remix, do you think artists should just make a new song entirely? No, sorry, interesting Ani- question. And that's Anibal. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, I I think just keep your remix. You know, what I mean, making a new song entirely, you might as well just call it part two, like uh, Puffy did with "I Need a Girl," because that seemed like a completely like brand new song, different beat and everything. You could keep a remix, yeah, like especially with a lot of remixes, you get different verses and you get different beats and you get collaborations. So if you make a different record, you make a different record. But a remix is cool, and it and it, and it also opens up eyes and ears to the original record because if you hear it you hear the remix you're like oh i didn't know that there was another record before that let me go back and check that one so yeah it's it's it's, it's cool to have a remix okay i got another interesting one here and a rev you must have spoke this one into existence because you've been shouting out the ladies all night uh this one is from rebecca from los angeles and she wants to know have you ever heard a, a remix to a song and just thought to yourself, damn, they fucked up a good song. They should have just left the original how it was. <laughs> oh, we already know what's going on. We wait, wait, wait. Coming. QG, since, 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 since you had the instant uh, reaction, what, well, what, what well, is it? Well, I, I mean, I wonder if Rev is thinking what I'm thinking, so I'm going to let him go. Damn, there's actually a lot to choose from here. Uh... Damn, who botched remixes? Shit. You want me to Rev, help you? Rev, hold on. Before you go, Rev, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because the last time I was in the barbershop, you and I talked about this. I don't know if you remember. Hmm. And you, and you, and you said H money bags. I don't worry. Oh, my God. Oh, no. no. H money wow. bags. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> completely alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely, yo. Trust, yeah, no, that that buddy bags. Oh yeah. lord, I remember that too. <laughs> there's there's a lot of you know, like I mentioned at the top of the show, like sometimes they just overdo things with the remix. Like you know, they have too many people, 
on the remix, like the uh, the horse and carriage remix. There that we was unnecessary. Go. There you know we go. Oh, that's what that, was, that wasn't unnecessary. <laughs> there what are you talking we go. About? That's what I was thinking. Jim there Jones with somersaults, and they took the fucking um. <laughs> what, what was that sitcom? Um, with the perfect strange was that joint? No, night court, night court. There you no, go. No, it was night court. Yeah, it, that, it, man, and, oh yeah, and, and the fucking the Arab money remix had a whole bunch of people not shouldn't really have been on it. Motherfuckers had T Pain and Akon on the same song rapping. Shit is crazy. What 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 about you, QG? A remix they fucked up. Oh man, lean back remix. I didn't really I didn't like. I didn't like yeah, the combination. John. Oh. Yeah, but Little John, Eminem, Fat Joe, and Mace, I didn't really dig that. Like yeah, it, it, it was it was too much. And 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 the original song was way too powerful. You didn't have to do a remix to that. I mean it was good yeah, seeing yeah. a collab that we've never seen or heard before, but nah, you didn't have to do a remix for that. That could have stayed the way it was. The the first song that comes to mind for me, y'all y'all are gonna be uh very surprised. Uh, I'm about to attack my own people for this one. But uh, Akon and C Murder should have never hooked up for the remix to to Locked Up. That, I agree. That, that with you. Bro, that should have never because one C Murder was in prison, so so he recorded his his verse on a tape recorder, and they and they sent it to the label, and they put it over a beat. Yo, you know when I hear the audio quality of that, it sounds like yeah, when you was a kid, you know how they used to tell you to 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 tie two tin cans together with a string. Mm-hmm. That's how that audio quality sounded. Like he talked to the tin can with the string. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite hooks of all time. Locked up, moaning me out. So, you know, rap lab episode. It's been too long since I last sang a song. So, there you go. Make sure you but, keep uh, it that way. That's 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 that, that's very funny. I'm telling. Uh, and then the last the last question uh, regarding remixes uh, comes from. Robert from the Bronx wants to know there have been a few remix albums in hip hop where an album comes out and it's entirely full of remixes. How do you guys feel about that? I'm not a big remix, fan of it. I've never been a big fan of remix albums either. And I think that's something most DJs mostly do. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Well, no. And Puffy. I mean, even though, Puffy yeah. came with a whole compilation. We invented the remix. Yep. Yeah. And I, uh, Beyonce, even though she's not a rap, but she's, you know, part of the culture, technically, she had a whole remix album around 2008 and everybody. And that's where uh, that ego remix, that, that 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 Kanye verse that people love uh, came out. Didn't Nelly so, do one, too? Nelly, did, Nelly had one. No, Sweatsuit was a compilation of uh, oh, yeah. Sweat and Suit, but it mm-hmm. wasn't right. It wasn't right. a remix album. Right. God damn. Had, God damn. Right. Goddamn Master P had a fucking remix album, and that shit was atrocious. Right, because I'm thinking Nelly changed up a couple songs on that sweatsuit. Nah. Oh, no, yeah, those are two different, different, um, he just went with two different vibes, because, like, My Place was on, um, Suit, and, like, Hot in Here was on Sweat. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like, um, and, uh, what was that, um... Your favorite Nelly song, QG, with Tim McGraw was on was was on. Not my favorite, not my favorite, never will be. My <laughs> over my head. That's the only remix. Coming and coming again. Yep, that song went over everybody's head. The only remix albums I really care for is if like Ninth Wonder does them or um Rest in Peace MF Doom, of course, if he does them or um 
or Mad Lib, like like when they do remixes of stuff, like I actually really really enjoy, it, especially Ninth Wonder. He does um the Nas remixes, classic. Oh yeah, yeah, Premier too. Like, oh yeah, like yeah, those guys. When they whenever whenever a dope producer touches it and makes a remix out of it, I'm all for it. Nah, but that Master P remix album, he remixed his greatest hits, and dear God, that album, that hurt my ears when I when I heard that. Did he remix Ooh Wee Wee? He did not. He did he not. Sh- he should have. <laughs> However, um, that was the first and only time to this date that I heard that I bought an album with my own money and threw the CD out. You threw it out. Hell yeah, I threw that shit out. No, that one, it was another one. Do you remember the Tupac New Mix Classics? I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, 2003. Like that gold album cover. I remember that. I I threw that shit in the garbage, too. I wasn't going to buy that, man. You bought it. It was given to me as a gift. Okay. I mean, it was given to you as a gift. You still threw it out. (laughs) I'm not going to. What? I was just supposed to let it sit there and collect Uh, dust? That's cold, man. (laughs) <laughs> the trash compactor was hungry, so I let it have it. Uh, uh, but this has been our Originals versus Remix episode. Hopefully, I don't throw no remixes in the trash like I had to. But um, Any final words, fellas? Shout out to all the remixes and the Originals. Right. It, it, it's crazy because we haven't had any recent remixes now, have we? Yeah, we haven't. I've been actually looking for some, too, recently. And nothing big i mean dj khaled yeah because he just throws everybody on a track but yeah really damn it's been that long been a while but hopefully we come to something soon but uh, again folks for those of you who wrote in and got on the air we want to shout you out Uh, shout out to aaron from tampa again for the topic idea and if you got topic suggestions raplabpod at gmail.com but for the rest of the lab man we catch y'all next week the rap lab, 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 the the R-E to the D on that M-I-C A to Z, we be the flyers Hip-hop sound broke down to a sciences The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab Come see what we cooking up at The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab